I always have this one question in the back of my head, you know. Yeah. Like people always ask like, uh, or oh, they just tell me, hey, chase for your dream, chase for your dream. But yeah. my question is that why do we have to chase? Like, who are we competing with? Uh, do we have to chase for our dream before what? Before 40? Therefore, you have to chase, you know. But the matter of fact is that your dream comes in you know when you decide when it has to be you know dream change along the way maybe you have one big ambitious dream right but along the way you shouldn't also neglect you know all these small goals that you achieve right this is a legit podcast Hello and welcome again to another version of the It's Legit Podcast, a legit podcast that brings you just-in-time learning hacks, strategies and tips just for you to learn just on time. Today's our topic is really about uh, seizing the hidden opportunities in life. And this guest of mine is, uh, you know, he's uh, new into the world of work, maybe about two or three years into the world of work. Over the last 10 years that I've known him, he's always been seizing opportunities itself. A lot of us, we, you know, we always have a mindset of, that what we call the handbrake mindset, whereby whenever we think of an opportunity and we say, let's go for it, we actually pull up the handbrake and say, what if? What's the worst thing that could happen to us? This person that I'm going to uh, share with you, a friend of mine, his name is called Fazli. He will share with us his experiences and about how he actually seizes these little, little hidden opportunities uh, because over the last 10 years that I've known, I've seen him grow and seize many different opportunities from things like doing MCing to becoming okay a host, to becoming a workshop facilitator. And now also, I think he's in the architecture field as well. All right, so without further ado, let us introduce and welcome my guest for today, uh, Fazli. Fazli. What up, guys? Oh, this is legit, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for inviting me to legit, in a very unique way of spelling legit. <laughs> and yeah, yeah whatever you shared, whatever you shared just now, great introduction. I, I forgot about that incident but it was legitly true <laughs> i can share with you more about that experience as well but yeah uh hello everybody who is watching this um a very nice um introduction thank you so much Ridwan. uh and yeah my happy to see you guys virtually yeah <laughs> this is my first time yeah. here all right so first how has uh, things been for you over the last especially the last one and a half years uh we have the pandemic and we have things always happening we got heightened alert in singapore yeah so how have you been um it, i i'm i'm just very grateful um of course um yeah my, my company i'm currently in um is actually also was also affected uh during the early uh period of uh, covid 19 um, so there were a period whereby things get shaky, you know, uh, projects were very low, um, things are moving very slowly, uh, especially in the region. Um, so we had to just bite the bullet and uh, luckily, right, or unfortunately, right now things are get going faster. Um, getting, I would say, going back to normal at least, approaching there. Um, but of course, in the midst of that, you know, like what you mentioned, uh, <laughs> opportunities are always around the area, around, uh, yeah, um, around the vicinity and you know there's always ways on how uh i find that i can find opportunities and uh, maximize my my opportunities to my fullest potential yeah definitely <laughs> i think every, for you i think it could be every single waking moment every single second is an opportunity uh for you yeah. to do something different uh. so i think that that's why impression of you but uh let's uh get into that uh yep. as we share it with our audience what 
and how do we find these opportunities and how do we maximize it? But before that, maybe we can uh, just introduce yourself a little bit more about the work that you do. And uh, on our show, we have this little challenge uh, for our guests itself, right? All right. Uh, we, uh, our guests to actually just share with us, uh, tell us about the work that you do without actually mentioning specifically your job title. Yeah. So what would you say about that? <laughs> that will be quite easy, you know, I think. Yeah. Um, okay, so, um, yes, my name is Fazi Jani. Um, I determine how buildings look like. <laughs> All right, and the look of it, yeah, uh, how high it is. Um, and I have very much influence over, you know, where the balcony is, where is it facing, <laughs> uh, how many leaves there will be, yeah, where uh, the design of your staircase, for example. Yeah, a lot of things that got to do with that. <laughs> Basically, okay. those buildings. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sure. So you're, yeah, um, I don't think you're working for Lego, right? I know. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> okay, maybe the real size, the real size, the the life size Lego lah. Okay, so maybe that is the one. Okay, so um, but maybe could you also share with us a bit about how did you come into this career path? Okay, what was your journey like? <laughs> Yes, and uh, you know, uh, we really talk about opportunities. So, and I think I'm a I'm an opportunist as well. Um, but at the same time, um, just a quick share with you guys. You know how I land myself into actually to to, to be honest, right now it is it is and has very long been the largest architecture firm in the world. So it is the largest. Uh, it's called Gensler. So if you Google it, you know. Um, you will see that yes, we have been the biggest architecture firm in the world. We have currently about 50 offices around the world. Um, mm -hmm. So, of course, currently in Singapore, so I'm in the APME region, Asia Pacific Middle East um, region. So, in Gensler, what happened was um, when I was in uni studying architecture, I saw this book back in 2015, second year, yeah, 2015, right? And it's just called Arts Principles. Uh, uh, so, art. Gen it's actually called Art Gensler, so Art Principles, and everybody was talking about it, you know, my classmates were talking about it and say, hey, read this book, read this book, you know, it, uh, there's a lot of secrets to share about how he made it to, to have, you know, um, to be the biggest architecture firm in the world. So, you know, being just that, you know, boy boy <laughs> in the architecture uh, school, say, oh, okay, wouldn't it be nice, you know, to just be in that top uh, biggest firm, whatever. So I just shrugged my shoulder and said, like, okay, la, maybe it's not me because I know that I'm not that stellar students, you know, who live, eat, and drink <laughs> architecture. Um, and then, you know, this kind of thing, but you just had it at the back of your head and then you start to Google about it, you start to know about it. And then somehow, um, when you wanted to, I wanted to choose my tutor for my master's thesis, right? And everybody was going for popular um, tutors, like, hey, this, this tutor is very good, you know, this very idealistic, hey, this studio is very fun, do a lot of things. And by the back of my head is that my, my way of saying master thesis is that I need to have a professor or a mentor that can actually bridge me from a student to a working professional. Right, so I go for a professor who have a lot of connections. <laughs> oh, no, I'm not sure whether I'm not sure whether my professor is listening to this right now, but I, I mean, every professors have their own strength, right? So I I chose one that have a, a vast number of connections, uh, yeah. are already in the in industry. Maybe not practicing architect, but knows people who are directors of you know big firms, right? Because they 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 are in their circle. So I want to be part of that. 
and at least you know to be to be recommended and true enough <laughs> true enough okay uh i got my professor and my professor recommended me to you know uh, expose me to like you know meet this person this person and this person so when i was doing my master's thesis all about education education center and when I was doing education center, then she said, hey, you know what? I know this um, um, regional um, director. Uh, his name is, um, should I say the name? I just say the name. Uh, his name is uh, David Calkins, right? And uh, he, he really specializes in education sector. And uh, she just met him, like, you know, I uh, just got in contact with him about one week or two weeks ago. Do you want to meet him? And I said, oh, sure. Um, um, sure. And uh, can I just know, like, wh which firm is he from? And my professor said, from Gensler. <laughs> and I'm like... Gensler, the biggest firm in the world. They say, yeah, 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 yeah. That's the he he. Uh, we, they just had an office. They just registered in 2019 uh, with with the uh, the Singapore uh, Architecture Board, and they just registered uh, registered in Singapore. So, would you want to meet him? Then I say, yes, <laughs> without hesitation. <laughs> you know, I have no idea what's happening with my master's thesis project. I do not know whether it's good enough to even present to a regional director. <laughs> Of the biggest firm in the world, but I just yeah. said yes and think later, lah. Okay, so so you basically are those type of people, right? Whom yeah, uh, who if you take a parachute and don't know how to use it, you jump out of the plane first, and then on the <laughs> way down you figure out how to use it, lah. Yeah, 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 that's right. Well, of course, at the back of my head, I won't, I won't be that crazy, lah. If I know that, right. hey, I'm putting myself in the foot, then better just bail out first, right? But I see yeah. it's a great opportunity. So what happened is that I went to the office, sat down, and I patiently waited for him. And then, yeah, come this um gentleman, very tall, you know, and come in, um, very, very charismatic. He sat down and looked at me. What do you have? And I, I, I was passionately sharing about you know education, the new, the future of education, how 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 schools merging are currently right now is a trend, and what is the problem and what's uh, and whatnot, and he totally agreed and he write on it and that he was interested to know more about it, so he requested for my master's thesis project, and then asked me to email everything, and that was the point whereby you know, in my bag, there's my name card, <laughs> and there's. <laughs> of my three worth three years worth in uh in nus lah. uh so i was thinking should i pull it out or do i feel that you know, it's a bit abrupt you know i'm here for you know guidance and advice but then should i you know just show it so me being me i didn't pull out my portfolio of course i i find that it is too much so i just pull out my name card and say hey by the way you know i'm the last uh, master uh, master student if there's job opportunities or really opportunities for me to collaborate with with Gensler or learn with Gensler, uh, feel free to call me up so i give my name card and uh there are no calls after that <laughs> it didn't get back to me lah. <laughs> but i follow up through email and stuff like that so there's a little bit of um you know um uh, uh there's a bit of keeping in touch with, with with david so what happened cut the story short um during my exhibition um presentation right whereby all the master students get the chance to to display your master's work my professor came and my professor came with the studio director of Gensler office in singapore so she came and then uh, i was the only student right because you know um she's not the, the, my professor is not the popular one with everybody you know there's six students eight <laughs> students so i only have I, she only have two so me and another um peer of mine so she came in and she introduced me hey uh, 
this is the studio director of Gensler's office. His name is Yi Tiong. And uh, nice, uh, uh, introduce yourself. And then I was introducing, I was sharing the project. And I still have my name card. <laughs> so we exchanged <laughs> name card and we follow up from there. And, and then I asked uh, my professor, like, hey, you know what? Can you link me up with him um, to, to make sure that, you know, at least there is an interview? The thing is that, you know, you have to take one step at a time, right? You cannot be just high. Oh, I like your project, you're hired, you know. You got to have some conversation because I have my portfolio prepared, more polished and prepared. And so my professor said, sure, just send me your CV, your portfolio, and I will link you up. And one leads to the other. I came on board. I, I went for the interview. And then there's studio directors. There's the <clears throat> there's the, there's studio directors. There's design director. Talk to them. One month, two months have elapsed, and on the third month, you know, they just say that hey, come over for a second interview. And there I was. I see David Calkins, <laughs> the first person I met in Kensler, and he was like nodding. He said, "Oh, I see you here again." And I said, "Yes, <laughs> nice to meet you." Right, and 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 then I know that you know um, they value a lot uh, from recommendations. They, they, they value, you know, this kind of culture where we are open to ask, to suggest, and take initiative. And, more, and you know, we, being the number one firm in this, in, I mean, the biggest firm in, in the world, they, we, they tend to receive a lot of resumes, applications. I think that is normal uh, and, and big firms generally, right? But what makes you different from the rest is that through recommendations, right? Because words of mouth really spread. And especially with coming from a professor, it's a good testimony to your work. Your professor likes your work, your behavior, your attitude to this work, and all these actually matter. So here I am, <laughs> proudly say that I am in Gensler's office, the top firm in the world, and I am more than happy to be in this office in Singapore. Yeah, sure. wow. Sorry. That's a long introduction of how I land my job here. <laughs> yeah. oh, sorry, yeah. uh, and uh, it... Uh... It actually is a very long story. It started off when you actually met David, right? The first person that you yep. met from the Gensler. And there was no, it wasn't a job offer. It was just a introduction, uh, kind yep. of a meeting itself. Okay. And then you had to play the long game. Looks like Gensler, well, were they trying to play hard to get, right? It was a very <laughs> long process, you know, wait, right? And finally, right, you got the job of your dreams. Right, and right. who knows that? You know, when you just open a book and say, oh, if only, and many people do this, they see this book and they see this idol or they see this brand and they want mm. to say, oh, what if I could work for this uh, this company or person itself? And many people just leave it in the reality of dreams. But for you itself, you actually make that dream a bit of a reality through a very long process itself. So I wanted yeah. to ask you, right, uh, when you look back at that journey of actually apl application for this job itself, I think many people will have actually maybe just gave up after a month or so and say, okay, maybe I'm not yeah. cut out for it, right? And yeah. maybe they will apply elsewhere. Yeah. So what actually was your secret, right, of seizing this opportunity uh, and waiting, playing that long waiting game to finally uh, land the opportunity of, I would say, opportunity of your dreams to work for one of the biggest, yeah. or is it the biggest architecture firm in the world? Yeah, Um. To be honest, you need to first understand that, you know, eventually you will be representing the company, right? Mm -hmm. But you also need to know that you'll be working with people who is already in the company. So wow. at that point of time, all I know is that I know no one in Gensler. None of my seniors are in Gensler because like I mentioned, they just registered in 2019, the year where yeah, I graduated. Yeah, yeah. so mm -hmm. I, kept, I kept the contact number close, you know. I got David Calkins' name card. 
I keep it close. Even though it's the regional manager, because mm-hmm. I, I'm very sure he has no time for me, and I respect that because you have to know everyone's professions and their time, right? So I respect that. But once I get into the interview, I keep hold of the email address of the studio director, email address of the design director, and I follow up. You know, when you follow up, you know, there's a lot of templates. Like, How do I follow up after getting <laughs> right? And I, I one of them. <laughs> to be honest, uh, but you know. After one month, they 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 don't even um, reply you. I think just take a pinch of salt because um, after in after being in the in the company for currently about two years, um, mm-hmm. I realized that there's actually a lot of things going on. You know, um, yeah. you know, you have to go through HR, uh, and then sometimes it's you are already they really want to hire you, but they just want to take a look at their strategy as an office for the next year. You know, and you are part of it, but you just one part of it. Right, and they have to allocate certain budget, certain um, strategic decisions that they want to make as an office. So you have to respect that, and you have to think bigger, and don't be too selfish. You know, like you feel, hey, why is it? Am I not good enough? And then, uh, why do I hire me? I'm better than that candidate and whatnot. But I think you should take a step back and give them ample time. You know, to 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 at least interview other candidates and see that you know who are the best for them, because ultimately. You want the best for everyone, right? You want the best for that company. So if that company hire you, means you fit that company's profile, for example, compared to other candidates, and you should you should celebrate that. But you should also give them opportunity to let them choose who um who they want to take in, right? Who they want to hire. So don't be disheartened if one month or two months. But of course, give yourself a timeline. I told myself, right, if by the third month, I didn't get any call. I should be okay with it, and I should straightway move to the another opportunities. And even after the first interview, I I already keep sending in like resumes to any firms. <laughs> I, I wasn't picky, but of course I have a certain few um, particular um, companies that I really want to go for. But I just send mass send, and then you know you never know um, what company get back to you. There were a few, and when I went for interview, you immediately feel that. Uneasiness, or you know that the kind of office setting doesn't really vibe with you, so that is really you know gives you a, a certain indication that maybe this this company is not meant for you. And then when the so interview it, comes in, yeah. So yeah, it is yeah. then when you go for an interview, right? It's not really just only about the employer or the recruiter sensing whether this person is the right fit for your organization. Sometimes it's also for the person who is the candidate. And to see whether yeah. that company is actually a good fit for you as well, because it's a it's a two way, it, it takes yeah, two hands yeah. to. Yeah, that's right. And you know, it's not is the interview does not start when you sit down and talk to the person, right? The interview mm-hmm. also matters where you want to make your way from your house to the location <laughs> of the or the cover of the firm, right? Because if it's gonna take one and a half hour travel journey, you have to think twice whether you are gonna sacrifice <laughs> this one and a half hour journey to reach to your firm, right? But of course now we have work from home and hybrid stuff, it may not be an issue. But previously I was thinking about my head because I had one interview all the I I stay in the East and and my interview was all the way at Commonwealth. <laughs> and right. there's so a lot of like, people who might not know uh, a bit of yeah. Singapore itself. Commonwealth is in the central or the western okay. part of Singapore, so it's Correct. about yeah. And you stay in the eastern part of Singapore, which is like the very most far eastern is, is the most yeah. eastern part of the east yeah. side. And it takes about like you know fifty minutes kind of thing. And plus, once I get off the train, I still have to walk a distance. And I was at the back of my head, I already think that okay, maybe farts. Okay, if all all. all 
it, it will require you know like a good environment you know uh, aligned with the the goals and the vision of the company good pay good benefit then you know maybe this 50 minutes journey will be worth it i don't know what other that i would think twice yeah so yeah it's really it, it really experience that entire process you know interview process it's like you you don't get to experience it a lot unless you're applying for you know a, a, a lot a lot of jobs at one time yeah sure so, yeah. so 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 i think that one of the things that you want to say is that actually the the importance is to follow up and when you follow up don't think that you're the only person in the room itself so yeah. some and many people uh, fall into this trap that we think that oh why am I not good enough why don't I deserve this why me why is it always me who is waiting and waiting and waiting uh but to let it go a little bit and look at the bigger picture itself right because there are many things that are going on and sometimes they don't reply you it's not because they don't like you but there's a process yeah. that you have to follow as well right yes and i so, think just yeah a lot of people have the mentality about when you step into the interview room i'm not sure about any other industries but when you step yeah, in the room sure. you have the mentality that you know you have to be the best You have to be the top candidate, but the matter of fact is that, especially when you are fresh grad, people know that you don't have the experience. Full stop. Right? Sure. And and maybe the only thing that sets you apart from other candidates is maybe your results. Okay, you show that you are your your professionalism. Maybe your internship experience. Uh, maybe you know you have external projects that you did beside your your uh during your free time. Maybe that's about it. But the ability to be honest to them to say that hey, you know what, I do not have these skills. But I'm willing to learn these skills from your company, and then that shows different. Like, yeah, this candidate A is sincere, is true to himself, and is not fluffing, you know. And and sometimes some company treasure this. And I'm 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 telling you right, my company personally, I feel they value authenticity a lot. Yeah. So so being real, so being real about it. Yeah, correct. Yeah, you know, you don't you don't put resume like you know you can speak like five languages, <laughs> but actually practice on it too, right? You don't put in, for example, for for designers, you don't say that you 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 master at you know five, um, for five um softwares when you actually in school just use one, and then you know you you self rate yourself like how how skilled you are out of five, um, you are four or five. I'm telling you right now, who gives you that rating out of five? Yeah, it's really you know even right now if you bring in a master in in any software like Photoshop for example, they will say that they are still learning, right? So you gotta be honest. Just say that you know this. You, know, you put there, you know this. You don't know much. You should just own an own up to it. Yeah. So I guess what you're saying is that uh, in order for us to unlock the hidden opportunities in life, sometimes all it takes right is to be honest, to be authentic about it, because yeah. there are many people out there who might be experts in their field, might be very experienced, and what they are looking for is not really the best candidate or the one that thinks that they are the best, but the one that's the most willing to learn, that's most capable. Yeah. Is that uh, yeah. do you think that is so, especially in your journey itself? Yeah, 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 it is. Um, you know. Especially for okay, for companies, right? Yeah. They, maybe sometimes they want a very polished, very skilled candidate so that they can immediately put you in a certain project, and the project is a fast-paced kind of thing, right? If that happened, then it will clearly be stated in the job description, right? They just want senior, they want a they want a certain qualified thing. Then the question is, why do you even apply for that job, <laughs> right? That's so maybe yeah, you're trying yeah. a lot, maybe maybe right. Um, But you have to be aware of that they are looking for that, and they are being honest, they're being transparent, and that is is good. So when you come in as a fresh grad, for example, um, 
or you have totally have no background of that particular company, but you are wanting to, you know, maybe switch your direction in terms of your career path, right? This, you just be honest and be authentic to it and just show your interest and tell them specifically like why you feel that their company is the best um, platform for you to grow. And, and I think any good company would want to have a platform for them to groom their own stuff. Yeah. And I think, yeah, that is, that is one of the ways on how to see whether the company is good for you. <laughs> yeah. Nice, nice. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, I also understand that actually uh, besides doing, besides doing an, uh, the work of architecture itself, you also do a lot of other things, yes. whether it's in the community, at the sideline, you have a few yes. side gigs, right? Like, yeah. yeah. Can you tell us more about, you know, what are some of your passions and you know, what keeps you going in uh, doing so many things at the same time, being, keeping so busy in your life itself? Oh, well, um, number one, uh, when you are young, you have a lot of time, but no money. <laughs> you have a lot of energy, right, in time, but no money. Uh, well, of course, uh, you know, yeah, that's just a joke. Um, but of course, when when I was at the age of 16, right, when after GCE yeah, O-levels, yeah. right, um, I just want to have fun. And when I want to have fun, I, I I look at my peers and then they were working at retail, you know, standard H&M, Uniqlo. And I asked them, what do you do? Oh, um, you know, um, just do retail stuff or F&B stuff. And I was thinking that that's not fun. <laughs> Even my mom, when she asked me to fold clothes at home, I don't fold, right? <laughs> I wouldn't want to go to a retail well, store. Shout Uniqlo. <laughs> I, I don't know, but I don't want. And I wasn't any I wasn't that fashionista to like, you know, go to like yeah. all these shops. Yeah. So definitely not. And F and B, um, I know that it's very tiring. You know, you have to wash the kitchen, blah blah blah. And even right now at home, <laughs> even sweeping my own bedroom sometimes it takes very long for me to do that. So I know myself that I just want to have fun, you know. And I was asking, like, can I have fun? But at the same time being paid to have fun. <laughs> and then I got I, I I I got to know about you know being a chem instructor. <laughs> so you know I, and then and I did it right chem instructor. And then when in chem instructor, I start to realize that there's a certain part of me that likes to talk to the public. You know, like like to engage. So I do like campfire. And then that's when the the idea about hosting and MC starts to kick in, right? Because you know when you are in that circle, there are some some people who do that in part time, and then you start to listen to stories and then how much they're earning. And I thought that, hey, maybe this could be a way on how to do it. So then when I'm in, in uni, I just do it voluntarily. You know, like, um, you know, the NUS says, hey, we need, we need one MC for our hall uh, event. Can you do it? I say, sure, just do it. So when I take the point and then I just do myself, you know, there's no, <laughs> there's no one to stop me. I write, I write script, you know, I try to memorize and then I realize that it's not me. So I put the script away. I just need to know the timeline. And then people start to like say, hey, Fats can host, hey, Fats can talk, you know, um, why not you get him this, get him that. And then words start to spread around. And then I realized that, hey, this is very energy consuming. <laughs> and when you host for event, right, you talk about like one hour or one and a half hour. And these are time away, taken away from my architectural study. And, you know, if you ask any architecture student, they will say that, you know, they they eat, sleep, right? <laughs> All in the studio, right? And time is precious to them. So I was thinking, my skill or uh, uh, my, my talent in emceeing should be monetized so that I can earn 
so that the money I get can buy materials for my architecture <laughs> studies, right? Ah, so practical thing, of course. Yeah, yeah. So I know it is. So this the opportunity comes in. Like, hey, I can MC if I charge you know fifty dollars for example for one hour, which is very cheap by the way. Then then that's how I started. Fifty dollars for one and a half hour or one hour. I can buy like you know Vanguard shit. I can buy acrylic. <laughs> that was okay. my motivation. Honestly, that was more, more motivation because I stayed in hall, you know, food, drink, lodging is all there in already, right? But what I need to fork out of my money, of my pocket is all these materials that is not sponsored by the school, right? You have to get it your own, right? I can need to get drawing blocks and to get, um, you know, markers, Copic marker last time was an in thing, you know? So I was thinking then slowly it develops and then I start to have higher demand. <laughs> So like, for example, there are like multiple gigs in one day. So I was thinking like, okay, you know, typical econs, right? So if there's, <laughs> there's only one me and there's a lot of demand and there's a lot of, um, of, of, of events going on. So I was saying like, let me increase my rate so that if it's beyond the budget, then the event will not take me. But surprisingly, the event <laughs> takes me. So I increased from 50 to like 80 an hour. And then they still say, okay, Ken, that's it, no, 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 100 an hour. They say, okay, okay, Ken. So I was like, oh my gosh, I can earn more than $50 per hour. So one leads to the other. And then um, uh, when I was in year three, for example, uh, I got to know a friend who have been doing MC in roadshows, right? In Expo uh, for, and uh, brand ambassadors. And then all I asked was like, hey, I want to watch you MC. And that's all. So he invited me to one store um, of a brand name. I wouldn't say the name, but I don't, I don't put anyone in trouble. So a brand store name. And then uh, he was actually showcasing um, the device. You know, it was a roadshow thing. It was a training device. And I learned from him. And then I told him, hey, I want to be, I want to be trained to do what you do. So he linked me up with the boss. And my training was at East Coast Park. All right for this one, you know, it's, it's just a park, all right? It's an open park, open park on the beach. beach, yeah, by the beach, right? And it is on a weekday at uh, 11, I remember it, about 10 or 11 a.m. And my mission was to sell the device in a park. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I had a portable mic. And then I was there, you know, promoting about this device, promoting about this device to joggers. And then surprisingly, <laughs> you know, there's like uncle who are like sweeping the floor, like, you know, for maintenance, uh, for, for greenery and all that. They listened. <laughs> and then they say, this one really, uh, <laughs> are you really selling? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, okay, we're just testing. So then, then that's when I know that, hey, people are interested with what I say. And then that means that there's something that I do right that makes one buy in. So then onwards, I was hired, you know, there's a lot of gigs and then my rate just shoot up, you know, because we have every weekend gigs and then the, each gig is about six hours long. So if you multiply the rate, you know, but our, I was earning. So that's when I know uh, already I will, I will give advice is that to know your currency, what is it you can offer that can be an exchange to other person, right? If you're good at speaking, can that be your currency? Can that be value adding to another person? For example, like this video, right? Let's say I'm, I'm here to be the moderator. So that is my currency. I'm giving that to you. But in return, what do you want? Right? It can be money. You can say that I just want to be paid. But it can be something else, 
right? Mm-hmm. We always learn about this about trading, butter trade, right? That's how it started before currency even exists. People butter trading it. I give you this bread, you give me um, uh, cucumber, right? That's how people trade in the olden days. Yeah, yeah. That's a that's a something that we always see in the history books. It's a butter trade, right? But uh, yeah, uh, have you ever did that before? Butter trade, uh, in uh, maybe offering <laughs> one of your service itself. Yeah, so people <laughs> yeah. have never not really. Especially if you're in school and people who are, you know, normal people have, might not have heard uh, the idea of butter trade in the modern world itself, right? But I've heard stories that butter trade really exists. I know some people, sometimes they have, a, like you said, they have certain currency or certain skill, right? And then yeah. they want to butter trade for an opportunity itself. Yeah, so have that ha- actually happened to you before, the idea yes. of doing a butter trade? Yes. So there are two stories that I can share. The first story is what we shared with earlier on, right? The second yeah. one, okay, maybe, maybe, okay. The, the, what you shared was um is a shorter version. It's a shorter story. So I start with that, okay? Sure. So I, I I do design work, right? So I know basic Photoshop, right? And you know Photoshop skills. You can do a lot of things. Illustrator, you can do a lot of things. <clears throat> you don't have to be master, but as long as you know how to click some buttons and make things poster everything, you're fine. So I know that that is my currency. And then <laughs> design, design itself. Yes. That's so what a design is talent is 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 design my skill, talent. right? That I think yeah. that I can trade. So and then um I wanted to drive a car, a sports mm. car. <laughs> <laughs> so I was looking through Carousel, if I remember correctly, and I just yeah. saw this Mercedes SLK, right? It's a two, yeah. it's a two-seater, two doors, Mercedes, red color, all right, convertible. So it's like, hey, and then straight out of the movies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And 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 the rent fee I remember was four hundred or three hundred dollars per day. Day. So I just I just inquired, like, hey, can I just try out for one day? And then I met the person, right? And of course, uh for one day, right? <laughs> for one day, then uh I paid the deposit. So when I was when I paid deposit, the deposit is refundable. So I just drive and everything like that, right? <laughs> and then uh, when 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 I before I even paid the deposit, there was a bit of interaction with the owner of the car, right? Because I got to know a bit more of the car, just to inform me about the do's and don'ts about the car. And then she um uh, she was asking me like, hey, uh, what what are you doing right now? I said, I'm a, I'm a designer, I'm an architecture student. You know, I do design work in the freelance. Yeah, and then she said, oh, oh, I I own a restaurant. Okay, last time if you remember Tuesdays. Right, yeah. this is one, one, one sandwich fun. company, right? And she said, yeah, I'm actually designing, I'm actually designing a, a, a store. Uh, would you like to design it for me? Then I say, oh, yeah, sure, sure, sure. Send me details and all that. So, and then the, the conversation ends there. And then, of course, we drove, I drove off happily, fetch reads. <laughs> you went somewhere, you go for a spin, you know. And then after that, when I was returning the car, I was also, because we have the contact number, right? So she was telling, sending me details and whatnot. And then I was I was doing it. Lah. And then after that, we agreed that, hey, you know what? Um, she asked me, what's my rate for the design work? So I said, hey, how about this? Don't have to pay me. And I don't have to pay for the car. <laughs> and I'll get back my deposit. All right. <laughs> Because I told her straight, like, you know, because if I were to pay you, I would still ask you because that is my rate. And, yeah, and it's, yeah. I think it's neutral, right? So I think, how about we just butter trade? Lah? And she said, okay, I like that. I like how that sounds. Okay. And yeah, <laughs> I did it. <laughs> so that's the first story. <laughs> and you, yeah, so I was just thinking, right, about, so yeah. what made you do it? What made you ask is, uh, itself, right? 
because I don't want to pay a hefty fee for the Mercedes. <laughs> it's like 400 or 800 something like that. And at the back of my head, like, let's charge this person the same amount because about because the, 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 the kind of work that she asked for is quite intensive, right? And I was just thinking that, okay, you know, I got to put in the same amount of effort for that amount of price, right? But in return, just don't, I don't want to pay you. you just <laughs> pay me for my service, right? Which is the car. Yeah, so... So then you, you got to think that way, right? Yeah. So that is the, that is the first story. Sure. The second story, <clears throat> um, I was bored. <laughs> Great things sometimes come when we are bored. Yeah. Yes. So creativity comes in, right? Sometimes when you're just daydreaming, you know, just waiting. Because, okay, I was overseas. I was at Barcelona uh, for my internship. Okay, uh, it was a nice experience. So I was waiting, or rather I was getting ready to go back to Singapore. Sure. Uh, so when that happens, I know that I have a transit flight for, to Doha. Yeah, Doha and then go back to Singapore, right? So there's like a, a, a certain couple of hours, I think about four or five hours. <clears throat> so before I fly there, I just, uh, I think one day before, yeah, one day before my, my, my flight, I just just live scrolling through Instagram and I just, uh, I saw this one cafe in Singapore and they just recently like, you know, um, just launched, like, they're very new, not so new, new, but I think they already like, you know, be there for like a couple of months uh, and then, or oh, years actually, yeah, I do not know. So I just randomly, you know, just dropped in an email or something, hey, uh, my name is Fazi Jani. I do design work, um, but in uh, I do design work. Uh, do you have any opportunities for me to explore with you uh, at no charge? However, in return, maybe you can offer anything else. That's my email. And then I got a reply, you know, straight away from this really, really, uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, he's, he's a really nice guy. And then the person said this, like, okay, um, we are looking at a certain brand. Yeah, we're looking at certain rebranding. And we want to make another logo. So maybe you can just try to, to do that. So I just did a few options. And then the, the reply came in. All this when I was in Barcelona, you know. <laughs> and then all the replies came in. And then to and fro. And then after that, the next day came, right? So I have to fly. So I told him I have my flight back to uh, Doha. And I have five hours to six hours there. And I can actually do it because um, the person have to, you know, send all the options to the to the to the committee members for them to decide. So true enough, by the time I reached Doha, <laughs> um, they they actually chose two options out of the five options. They chose two options to merge into one, and then um, and then send it back, and then it will be settled. So I was at Doha. I res I quickly opened up my laptop, you know, sat at Burger King, ordered. A meal that cost a bomb in Singapore because <laughs> I didn't know the conversion rate. It was like one standard meal that cost me about thirty dollars sing. So it's like, all oh, right, welcome to Doha. All right, sit there, you know, and then just use the use the the, the terminals um Wi Fi, and then send it over, and then everything went well. When I reached Singapore, I asked I asked him, okay, um, yeah, do you mind me dropping uh, your restaurant and meet you in person because we have not met because we've met online and, and you agreed to my design and I just want to know more, right? So he invited me over and straight away he gave me a drink. He said, what do you want to order? Okay, I just ordered 
full food anything i requested in the house <laughs> so i don't have to pay a cent for any food that were ordered on that day i was like great thank you so much because in return i giving him the design that they really wanted and they didn't have a designer back then and it was really nice because i, I apparently i listened to whatever that they wanted and they were actually very picky and uh, very detail oriented person so and then subsequently, you know, um, like what I mentioned earlier, right? Just follow up with the person, get hold of them, you know, just know how they are. And true enough, <laughs> the next, <laughs> even I actually met them together with Ritz, right? I brought Ritz over and said, hey, you know what? They, they got they, they got my they got my design up, right? Because they <laughs> made it into one very nice signage. And then we came over, hey, wow, this is the design, design Barcelona. And it came in straight, hey, Fats, you want what drink, right? In the house. And then Ritz also had a chance to drink uh, the nitro coffee that time, right? Yeah. yeah. So we did our work there. And yeah, so following which, and just to share with you, recently this year, <clears throat> um, they wanted to come out with um, a nasi ambeng. It's like a kind of dish. It's a spread of dish with different kind of uh, variety of dishes. The rice batter, yeah. Yeah, rice batter, something like that. And they want to make a sticker. <laughs> so... <laughs> So the owner texted me again, hey, you want to make a sticker logo uh, to brand uh, this Nasi Padang? Uh, can you send us and what's your quotation? And I put my head, mm, I just want one meal, <laughs> one Nasi <laughs> you know, and she said, yeah, sure. Um, yeah, and, but then I said, of course, can I, I would charge at $100.50, uh, 150 but with one Nasi Padang because I want to taste it, how good it is. And yeah, I did it. So I have yet to claim my nasi padang actually. <laughs> didn't have time. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah. 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 So it's, it's interesting because what you said, what you have said is that actually when you ask them, right, you know, when they ask you for, you know, what's your rate, uh, you give a very different answer from the run of meal kind of designer or any other designer out there, they will say, oh, my rate is like $50 an hour or $200 an hour. But you kind yeah. of like, Give a different answer, like you know, um, yeah. that that to you itself, I don't need to be paid in cash. I can be paid in, in another form itself, right? So, what's behind that thought process actually? Why did you say yeah. what you said at that moment in time? Yeah, uh, because at the back of my head, I know that I'm a student. I know mm. that I'm here for experience, and whatever sure. I design it is part of my portfolio, and it mm. is my exploration, right? So, in a way, it's also a freelance, right? And number two is that I value relationships, okay? Sure, because sure. You know, whoever you talk with, you know, we never know when um, you need them or, or when you need their help or their expertise, okay? So knowing all these businesses as well, um, you know, money, money is something that is always their budget, right? They always be particular because they have to do it. They have to be stringent with their budgeting so that they can keep their company alive. Um, yeah. But sometimes you must understand that, hey, that is not really supporting them. That is not, um, you know, giving them confidence because you are drawing resources from them, right? Um, yeah. So I was thinking, hey, you know what? I want to support you. So I, I do this for you. But in return, how about you you let me taste your food and I can share it with my friend and that will bring customers, right? I'm not an influencer or anything. Yeah, I understand. Right? So it's like thinking yeah. win-win itself, right? So instead yes. of you the company itself uh, having a transaction which is like a monetary transaction you go yeah. beyond it okay and then you establish a, a kind of a long-term relationship uh, and yeah. that works as well right for the organization or yeah. the company itself. i have a challenge for everyone who is listening right now <laughs> okay yes <laughs> yeah and your challenge is 
okay. I mean, I mean, this is this is valid. Um, for okay, and maybe it's it's open to all. All right, just go to any any company. All right, yeah. a retail store, a bis home business, um, kind of uh, a, a startup, or any outlet that you see, and just ask them, hey, is there anything that I can do for your company? And in return, I want this item. It can be anything. <laughs> <clears throat> All right, you can go to like, but of course, okay. Please be mindful that you don't go to courts. <laughs> you don't go to department store and say, "Hey, I want one TV." But in return, do you have anything? <laughs> right? <laughs> you gotta be, you know, you, you 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 have to know where you are. For example, I think cafes, like all these hipster cafes, they are more open, or you know, there's certain kind of uh, very cultured, um, maybe workshops. Okay, maybe workshops. Maybe they are looking for trainers. Uh yeah, trainers to really train people to maybe, um I don't know terrarium kind of thing or you know make your own bed kind of thing, so yeah. you offer that hey I can offer manpower uh man hours right I can be there as facilitator, but in return you give me one of your item is that possible? Let's try it. Little bit reminds me of like things that you see in a movie, like you know, you go to a posh restaurant and then you cannot pay for it, and then you go and work in the kitchen. <laughs> you know? Yes, yes, yes. In fact, right, just to share with you, um, this kind of idea it was really uh it, it echoes with me during my my JC day, oh uh, no, during my uni days in hall. Sure. Um, that's time there's this thing called Red Bull Challenge. So sure. what they okay. did was that you know they have they have cans of Red Bull, right? And then they go around for this race, and then for for things that they do, they exchange it with Red Bull cans, and they just have to approach any random person. Like for example, let's say they need to get um I don't know maybe uh, uh, a bottle I don't know they just need to get something from from the shop. They just say, hey, I have this. Can we butter trip? Right, and that's the entire race about. You know, they have X number of Red Bull cans. They just have to trade it with something else just to finish the race. You know, uh, yeah. So nice, know your nice. currency. So yeah. actually, butter trade, uh, butter trade is still relevant because people are always looking for you know, uh, partnerships, collaborations. Okay, and yeah. sometimes you know, you never know well how powerful these relationships can be. Uh, what what is your take on it about building relationships? Do you think that building relationships will help you to you know gain different opportunities that will might otherwise be hidden to you? Yeah. So for building relationships, I. I guess um you know you don't have to be you don't have to build relationship with everybody that you meet you know sure, <laughs> you don't sure. have to yeah. you you have to be selective um yeah. why I say that because building relationship takes time takes effort and it is the voice of the heart right uh, and mm-hmm. you can easily tell you know whether the person is trying to you know engage with small talk or really the person just really want to build relationship because the person generally wants to you know help you or, or know what you're doing and support you and in return let's have that kind of you know mutual um relationship uh, understanding that hey we are doing this because could there be potential collaboration then we are doing it yeah so be selective all right know your circle so for example let's say you want to be i don't know top chef right but your group of friends they are all coders Okay, they're all coders, they're all gamers, right? There's there's really small chance that you're gonna be a top chef by mixing around with this group of people. So you gotta go out there, speak to any chai fan uncle, <laughs> or maybe some hawker center uncles, right? Or any chefs out there, and just talk. My to them. Hey. Is, uh, 
um, your mixed, mixed rice, rice, right? Mixed rice, yeah. Chai fan is yeah. mixed rice. For those of you who might not understand, uh, what is this uh, chai fan? Okay, it looks like everything in your life right happens for a reason, like from that to Gensler. Right? Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the yeah, it's interesting because like even Steve Jobs, I think in one of his uh, commencement speech, right, he actually talks about the idea of connecting the dots, and sometimes the dots do not make sense looking forward. Uh, but when you look back, you say, hey, it makes sense why I was at this place at this time and because of that, this happened and because of that, that happened. It was like a domino effect. But looking yeah. forward, you might not, not know like, hey, actually what's happening in my life? Right? What's going to happen next? Okay, what will it lead me lead me to itself? But you just kind of like go with it and uh, have a leap of faith. And that looks like how you did it as, as well. You're not sure what this opportunity or what doors will open for you. But you just you know build a relationship, did the work, find more yeah. more about your passion itself, and you know, and let you know let the let the path unfold in front of you. Yeah, yeah is that yeah, uh, also somewhat how you actually find these hidden opportunities in life? Okay, to be honest, you know, like it's not something I had about in my head. You know, it's not a strategy that hey, I need sure, sure. opportunities. You know, when I do this, I need to think: is there anybody that I can make relationship with? No. Um, the thing is that, like what Rich mentioned, right? You, con- you can only connect the dots when facing backwards, right? Mm. You can only realize that, hey, this happened and then therefore this happened, right? Um, so I-, I find that number one is to just do things that you like sincerely. You know, you don't, f- yeah, you, you, you must know that you're not forced to do it. And how do you know whether, you know, you know we always talk about passion, right? Yeah. But, um, you know, I was asked before, what is, what is really passion? Like, how do yeah. you know that you yeah. have that passion? Uh, and my definition of passion is that when you don't mind doing that thing, that one particular job over and over again and and, and not getting in results. You get what I mean? Like, like, you're doing that one particular job over and over again, but you're not getting results. But you don't mind spending time and hours over it over and over again, but you're not getting results. But, it's you know, interesting the result- definition yeah. there. Because I think um, I have a, this chat with this academic before and uh, right. and all his students actually say, oh, I have a passion for something, a passion for something. Yeah. And she told them, or is it, I think it's a she, she told them that you don't understand passion. And then she asked me what's passion. And she actually said that if you look in the dictionary or somewhere, she was just showing me a definition. Actually, passion has nothing to do with love. Uh, it has, has everything to do with sacrifice. Like, yeah. you know, like you said, right? Uh, you don't mind doing it again and again and again. It's like, you know, don't mind that sacrifice of time, energy, yeah. effort. The willingness, okay. right? Yeah. The willingness, yeah. In order for you to, you know, because just you are just immersed in that activity itself. Right, yeah, that's so right. It's and, 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 and that's what discipline is also, right? Discipline is about yeah. doing it over and over again, even though you don't like it doing it. Yeah. Right? You just have to do it. Because you don't like it, but you do it. But for passion, it's about you're doing it even though it doesn't lead you to any results, but it leads mm. you somewhere, but you like doing it, right? Mm. Yeah, sure. and, and that's what design teach me, you know, because <laughs> when you design buildings, you can design 1,001 options and all the options be crushed, put aside, oh, this one the client don't like, oh, this one the budget constraint, oh, this one, it doesn't really look right, right? But you don't mind sacrificing that hours of like developing, drawing, sketching, because then that, you know, that hey, that is your passion. So if you don't mind spending, you know, time trying to figure out what is the best recipe for burnt cheesecake, for example, then that's passion, <laughs> right? Yeah. If you don't spend time, right, if you don't mind just coding, you know, your best website ever, and that's passion because nobody's paying you for every second or nobody's forcing you to sacrifice your sleep 
nobody's telling you that hey you shouldn't do this right but you do it yourself because you're willing so yeah, yeah those things people are not paying you so if people are not paying you right you still don't mind doing it right because this yeah. is your passion yeah yeah so yeah so passion do things sincerely and then with uh, mm. passionately as well and generally you know you will, by doing that that action itself it will attract people who wants to work with people like you because you show mm. results you radiate that kind of vibe you know when you are doing this and people who wants to work with this kind of person and you they will naturally gravitate towards you it's it's just how the universe works yeah It's interesting because I, I I saw one uh, uh something on Instagram the other day. It says that you know I do not chase after the dreams, but I I attract the people uh who right. uh will bring me my dreams. Something along that lines, right? So I think right. you know it resonates with your story itself, right? You don't you know a lot of a lot of us actually are stuck in the red race of finding. Oh, I want my dream job. I want a dream yeah. opportunity. But sometimes all you need to do is to do what you love, and sometimes the people and opportunities will just you know come in front of you. Yeah, and I always have this one question in the back of my head, you know, yeah. people always ask like, uh, or they just tell me, hey, chase for your dream, chase for your dream. But yeah. my question is that, why do we have to chase? Like, who are we competing with? Are, do We have to chase for our dream before what? Before 40, therefore you have to chase, you know. But the matter of fact is that your dream comes in, you know, when you decide when it has to be. You know, dream change along the way. Maybe you have one big ambitious dream, right? But along the way, you shouldn't also neglect, you know, all these small goals that you achieve, right? You may be strolling, you may be like, oh, this is an easy thing because you enjoy it. Right? So it's the you process, may... right? It's the yeah, process. process. Yeah. It's the process that's more important than that dream, right? Because I yeah. think that, uh, uh, and this is something that uh, my mentor, Adam Koo, uh, that he actually right. shared with us a lot. He emphasized a lot. He says that, you know, yeah. a lot of people, when they ask them, right, what is your goal in life? Uh, a lot of them say, I want to chase after happiness. I want to pursue happiness, yeah. right? And he said, a lot of people are actually just in the busy pursuing happiness itself. But why can't you actually, instead of pursuing happiness, be happily pursuing right so instead of yeah. finding happiness as an end goal but you know at that process of doing it right just be happy just be joyful and delighted yeah. that you were in that moment itself right so i think that process you know when you're immersed in it right i think that i think that the process is the joy itself right the journey becomes the destination itself uh, and one thing that i've actually listening to your stories and all that one thing yeah. that really stands out for me right is your confidence yeah. that you're you know no matter what opportunity and sometimes you're not ready for it you're just smiling and uh, yeah. you know you always uh, look up to the sunshine okay and your shadows will fall behind you and just you know just go uh, in yeah. uh, i think in uh, malaysia and singapore we have this term called goja okay so we just <laughs> go and not Bridget. thinking about all right what are the what are the worst thing that can happen and let me just be open to as many opportunities as possible so i was just thinking about it um many people actually suffer from what we call an imposter syndrome like even if you are given a job uh, even you given a title or a position or opportunity a lot of them no second guess themselves right so i was wondering do you actually uh, have moments in your life where you actually feel imposter syndrome and how do you deal with it Um, I don't have the syndrome because I am the imposter. <laughs> <laughs> kidding, kidding. Uh, yeah. so the question is whether I I do. <laughs> so the yeah, question is whether I. <laughs> uh, the question is whether I do second doubt myself. Is it right? Yeah. Um, Does that okay. would that happen to you or not? Yeah, because okay, I think uh, right. Sometimes we we look at some people, 
or who are very confident. And sometimes there's always that one person who is always confident, very charismatic, always yeah. rises to the challenge. And we think, well, this person is infallible. Does he mm-hmm. ever have any fear or does he even doubt himself or does she doubt herself? Because, and you see, like, they, they look to be so perfect. And you're like, I'm struggling over here. Right? So do these people, or maybe for you itself, you know, what, what, what's that confidence? Where does it come from? And you know, if, that, if you actually face imposter syndrome or moments where you doubt yourself, how do you deal with it? Okay. Uh, yes. Okay, to answer very quickly, yes, I do second doubt myself many <laughs> times. It's not only yeah. second doubt, third doubt, fourth doubt. Um, because as you know, right, I'm in the architecture industry. It got to do hmm. with design. And it got to yeah. do with logic. It got to do with you know a lot of parameters all over. So when you do a design, it's a bit subjective. Uh, what you like, what you draw, it may be to your liking, but it may not be to the client's liking or not be um, suitable for your peers. And when you draw things, it may not make sense. Uh, only the yeah. experience will know that it not make sense, right? Uh, yeah. And I have to tell this to everyone that you know, um, don't feel that because you second doubt yourself, you feel that you are worthless. You feel that you're not good enough. Sure, the idea sure. of about having second doubt yourself is only because you are being careful. It's mm. only because you are you are showing respect to the work that you have done, to the people who you are accountable for. Mm. Right? The reason why you're self-doubting yourself because you do not know whether this is good for the person or this is good for the company. Right? Because yeah. that's yeah. when self-doubt comes in. Like whether... It is actually useful for whatever purpose, right? And that shows a lot about your character. That shows a lot about your innate character. That the fact that you take charge of the situation, you you you. I mean, okay, maybe not take charge of it. You take you understand that this work that you do have a certain repercussion, and I think that is very mature of you to do that, right? So whether I have second up, yes, uh, I do do I do have that, and how do I deal with it? Um, hmm. Self talk. <laughs> I talk to myself a lot, right? Think, yeah, just talk public, to yourself. In public yeah. or in private? In private, of course. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, yeah. But you know, you know, a lot of self talk happens when you are taking a break. You sure. know, when I start, so when you are so immersed in it, and then you just feel that, okay, you gotta tap out, you gotta go to the toilet, you gotta freshen up, and something like that. And when you walk, right, you realize me looking down at floor, right? And just looking down. But I, I'm thinking, I'm self-talking to myself, like, am I doing this right? Uh, are you sure? Are you sure, Fats? Um, how about I do this? Like, can you do that? Maybe you can, but got time or not to do that? You know, these kind of things. And then when you wash your face, you know, when you drink, and this, this kind of um, uh, emotions, you can see it a lot in architecture school. <laughs> <laughs> When people move from studio to like, for example, like the nearest canteen or what, you start to see they are just looking at one direction while they are walking because they are thinking to themselves, right? Whether this thing works, this thing does not work. And I think that helps because um, only when you speak to yourself, it is a conversation, you know, with your own being. (laughs) And I think it's comforting uh, in one sense. And it also allows you to think clearly and be conscious about what you are doubting about, what you're confident about, and whether, you know, the decision is 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 reasonable. That is one, you know, self-taught yourself. Number two is always get um, suggestions or opinions from your peers. You know, 
uh, because this is what I learned as well. Like when you do things your way, it is never the best way. It is only the best way when you get in people's opinion, when you get you know direction from input from uh, you know someone experienced, someone have gone through it before, or or just someone that you can grab. You know, uh, people walking along the way. Hey, you know what? Hey, can, can you come for it for a while? You know, uh, you know, I have this concept. What do you think about it? Just hear their instant reaction. Because that will either notify you that you are doing things correctly or you're doing things that you did not thought about. Uh, yeah, so talk to people, get that instant reaction, right? That's number two. Number three is, of course, seek validation. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, if you cannot get seek validation, like, you know, hey, is this good? Then people say, hey, it's good, it's very nice. You know, you post it up, people say it's nice. Tap yourself on the back and say that that is good work. And I think you should, okay. But you don't, it don't like you know, um, be be so, yeah, hard up about it. Like you know, is this nice? Is this nice? Oh, it's my okay. Number yeah, four is, I think, yeah. yeah. Sorry, in order to do okay, that, I think the, the last one, if you can't get you know recognition, uh, yeah. or validation, it's just number four is self recognition actually, and this is something that I um I only learned, um, I think. Uh, yeah, I was, you know, I think, yeah, in JC, yeah, because in GC, in junior college days, right, is that it's really about just you yourself. And it's, this journey is about you and your future, right? And there's a lot of pressure. So it's really about self-recognition. When you do something good, just tell yourself it's good. When you do something bad, you accept that it's bad. Yeah, so, yeah. You can't always rely on anyone else to give you the recognition, so you give it to yourself. <laughs> yeah, so, so this is right? So it's a combination of like what you tell yourself as well as uh, what others can, uh, what others input for you itself in yeah. terms of feedback itself. Uh. Uh, I was yeah. also thinking that when you're talking about validation itself, uh, we will always have friends right who love to, you know, when we communicate sometimes, right? Uh, sometimes yeah. we either tell the truth or we patronize someone, right? So, yeah. and sometimes we are victims of, you know, people patronizing us and believing that, hey, our work is really good. So I think it's also really important, right? Don't you think that it's important also to find the right type of people to seek validation from or seek feedback from so that it's that what comes out from their mouth is authentic uh, and you know that you know if i'm not doing it right it's just an early warning system that i need to do it differently yeah. right instead of just you know just uh having your head in the clouds and like oh i got this validation and you know sometimes yeah. the power of validation is like so powerful that you know i feel that i'm the best person in the room i deserve this i'm you know the one i'm invincible itself but actually right you are actually ignoring something that could be a flaw in the future itself right don't you think that being finding that right group of people to be able to uh, seek counsel from is really important yeah, definitely. And, you know, getting a group of people may not be the people that you are most comfortable with. Mm. You know, there's a difference. There's a line. It's because if if you go for a group of people that you're comfortable with, and of course, like, you can be open about them, they give you, you know, honest feedback and whatnot. But if it's, they may not be the best person who have the most knowledge about what you're doing. Sure. Yeah. So, you got to yeah, find that. That's true. So, yeah. they can be a bit more objective, right? Instead of, you know, yeah. if I'm a friend, there's this reciprocal effect whereby yeah. you need, you know, I say good things, you know, yeah. I should say good things about you, you say good things about yeah, me. Button trade. <laughs> <laughs> I say you good yeah. things, you give me good things. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I agree, yeah. I agree. Yeah, so I guess that, you know, uh, one of the things that, uh, because uh, we as human beings, right, uh, we are naturally wired 
to like people who you know are nice to us it gives us that dopamine effect right that dopamine kick in our in our brain itself but uh, yeah. sometimes when people give us negative feedback or say yeah. or give us a different opinion uh, from what we expect to hear sometimes mm-hmm. we get put off itself but i think these are important golden nuggets that can help us to become better a better version of ourselves itself yeah definitely you you, you got it spot on yeah that's right Agree, agree. And, and you know, uh, talking about content creators, right? Um, mm. Once again, know your currency. So, for example, right, we talked about just now earlier on collaboration. We talked about yeah. currency. All right. So, know what you can offer, what, what you're good at, what you're confident at, that's most importantly. And then collaborate. So, for example, let me share with you my personal experience right now. I have a friend, right? I always do hosting with him. He's my partner in hosting. So, he did this mm. YouTube channel, right? And he said, yeah. fuck he's looking for investors, all right, sponsors for his next 10 episodes, right? Mm. And then after that, I say, okay, that's, that, that sounds fun. Uh, let's, let's look for a sponsorship. And then I asked him, like, so what help do you need from me? And then he told me this. He told me that um, I need you to, you know, just talk to the sponsors, uh, do a bit of prospecting. And, and I said, okay, sure. I think I can do that because he is not um, positioned, like he don't really know how to talk to to prospect and stuff like that. I'm not saying that I'm the best, but I do talk <laughs> professionally, uh, is that thing. And I do, I sort of like, you know, do contracts, you know, for my freelance gigs and all that. So true enough, I came on board and then I, I pitched for, you know, a certain price, a certain quote price. And then we came up with strategy and whatnot. And we got the deal. And I told my friend, right, in return for that service, can I get like $300? <laughs> and he said, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so my friend, <laughs> this just happened like, you know, last two days ago. It's very fresh. I'm still <laughs> opportunist until today. <laughs> so my friend, it's really about, you know, how do you value add? How do you collaborate? And, and how do you, you know, see the value in you lah? So for me, is that I see my value is to represent him, and I, let's do this together because we've been doing this together, uh, MCing for a long time, and I want to help you to get this deal, you know. But in return, maybe you know, maybe you pay me a bit, yeah. So he agree. So yeah, because you know, there's a lot of meetings, there's a lot of paperwork that I I don't mind investing my time in because I really want to help my friend, I want to support him, but you know, yeah. And then he counter like actually. So can I just bring you out for a good dinner? Yes, <laughs> but maybe not me, lah. Maybe me and my partner. I said, okay, can. All right. <laughs> All right. And then, you know, then you bargain again. I said, um, but where are we eating? They say, what do you want to eat? I say, how about a good stick? How about, yeah, you know? Yeah. They say, okay, can. Yeah. So you just play around. Maybe you don't give the $300, maybe you change it to like a good meal. So, yeah. You know, um, in Singapore itself, we have the concept, right, of the five C's, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, when you're growing up, uh, when I was growing up, we were, we were told that the five C's, that these are some markers of success. That yeah. uh, you need to have a car, you need to have a condominium, you need yeah. to have cash, right? Uh, and then card. you need to have credit card and country club. Yeah, yeah. But okay. I've actually heard from you that we have another type of five C's. Like it's an what? ingredient for success in the 21st oh. century. Yeah, so uh, first you need to know your currency. Oh, yes. Yeah. And then, yes. And then with yeah. your currency, you can uh, find your contacts. Or how wow. you can, yeah, how you can use your currency. And that's yeah. where you collaborate with others, right? And after you collaborate with others, what happens is that uh, when you do it well, you can cash in. And cash in doesn't always mean uh, uh, by 
earning money, it could be earning money, monetizing, but it's also like yeah. other different opportunities itself, right? And at the end yeah. of the day, you'll find, you will reach the last C. And what's the last C? What? The last C is congratulations. <laughs> because you have found some satisfaction over there. Uh, and think, yeah, so I think what you have just shared is like a new 5C uh, concept, <laughs> right? Of yeah. how we can find success on our own terms instead of something that is being defined and prescribed by us from either society or community or people around us itself. Sounds good. <laughs> this is legit. <laughs> I gotta replay this video just to take note of my five C's again. <laughs> yeah, cut the video then you can like, yeah. Yeah, so would yeah. you like to like, um yeah, I think I got I need to look for some investors. <laughs> so we can do like be my one of my prospectors. <laughs> yeah, sure, sure. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I can share with you the strategy. After this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I think wow, this has been a very uh rich and content rich uh, conversation. So many insights over here itself, right? And uh, I've learned so many things. Like I've learned about the importance of currency, knowing what you have to offer, knowing yeah. that sometimes when you want to go out there, you need to create your own opportunities. And sometimes you never know what's gonna, what life's gonna give you, but to be open to it itself. Do you actually mm-hmm. find that as you, you know, you didn't know actually what you wanted to be at the start of your journey, but as you did more things and you re- listened to more feedback, as you yeah. experience more opportunities, you know, it, uh, life kinds of like helps you reveal your talent, your currency, what you are good at. You know, like I think when we talk a little bit about you know how you became an MC, it was not like I wanted to be an MC or a wedding yeah. host at the start, but as yeah. more opportunities were given, you're like, oh, I can do this, and you grow yeah. slowly, grew into it. Do you think that that's what happened to you? Yeah, yeah, definitely. You know, um, how I know that I want to be an architect, right? Yeah. So people always ask like. How do you know you want to be architect? Uh, how do you know architecture is meant for you? Or why do you even choose architecture in the first place? Because as everybody knows, architecture industry is will drive you crazy <laughs> because long hours, a lot of energy invested, you know, no sleep, whatever, and so on. Um, but it's really through the elimination process, process of elimination, right? Um, why I say that? Because okay, let me share a few bit of uh, my my background. Uh, when I was in primary school, clear cut. I don't like English, <laughs> all right? English language was a no-no, but all my other results was okay. But I'm just very thankful that I have a very, very good English teacher. Until today, I still remember Miss Yap. Okay, we're watching this. <laughs> yeah, uh, she, that was the only time I got an A for my English, PSLE, all right? And then after that, when I go to secondary school, right, um, I know I got exposed to DNT. Yeah, DNT is Design and Technology. I did a soap dispenser. I enjoyed my time there. And my and my 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 product was one of the top um uh, yeah top product in the entire school and the entire cohort. So I know that I really love to design. So when I go to sec three, I gotta choose my subject combination. Um mm-hmm. so that was when I'm 15 years old, I think. Yeah, 15 years old, right? So I gotta do my subject combination and I was influenced by my parents to go for triple pure science. <laughs> <laughs> So I have pure biology, pure chemistry, and pure physics. At the back of my head, these three will not lead me to design. <laughs> but it will somehow, you know, um, get me to be a professional designer. I know that when I look at design, right, it can either be interior design, it can be a graphic designer, or it can be like fashion designer or architect. 
and out of the four, at that point, I know that architect can make the most money. <laughs> at that point, right? That was just me being a 15 year old. Okay, I want to make more money. Okay, architecture. So that was my 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 goal. But I have no idea what architecture is about. I don't know what the life is all about. So then, uh, maybe I think that okay, maybe physics got to do with architecture, right? Because you got to learn about structure and whatnot. Uh, but that is false. You don't need to know physics in order to be in architecture. So that was my only motivation. And then I know that I cannot do pure biology. I cannot memorize, and I hate memorizing all the jargons, right? Um, mitochondria, all the <laughs> right. <laughs> Right, no, I'm not gonna do that, and I therefore I know that I would never got to do with half line healthcare industry, doctors, dentists, sure, whatever. Sure. And then chemistry, I can never understand why people are so concerned about all this joining of oxygen molecules and whatnot. Right, like yeah. The first question yeah. I ask, but well, the first question I ask my science teacher is that can we see atoms? Where is atoms? You see, uh, so these are small molecules, uh, uh, small like uh. uh Particles they can see in electron microscope. Then like so we are made of atoms. They say yeah, 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 but I cannot see. I don't see the logic. I don't know why people are so engrossed with different elements coming together. We have the periodic table, which is like, <laughs> I'm sorry, chemist lovers, but I, I couldn't make sense of it. So I know physics at least it makes sense, even though all we learn is about newtons. <laughs> yeah, and then you know, but I know that I have to just bite the bullet and just do well for all levels. At the back of my head, I just looked at what will get me to be in JC or uh, junior college or polytechnic, right, to get me into design uh, industry. So, and then uh, when I got into JC eventually, right, and surely I cancelled out biology, chemistry, and whatnot. So, so I it's just a process of elimination, like you yeah, said. Yeah, process of So, you know that, hey, this is not something I'm really good at yeah. or passionate about. Correct. So, let's eliminate it out. Don't waste time. Yeah. Just don't waste but time. Yeah, because you I don't yeah, that's why you have to experience it. And you know, sometimes you, like when you go to the next phase of life, there will be a lot of options for you. And sometimes you just, you know, um, too many options, you know, spot for choice. So the only way to help is to really narrow down. Okay, if you don't want this, then what's next? What's next? What's next? What's next? And then you're finally left with that. But when I was in JC, I really know that I want to do got to do with design and architecture is one way to do it. And then I somehow I put in aerospace <laughs> design. <laughs> I don't know why, but <laughs> because I'm in physics line, right? So I thought physics and engineering coming together. But I have no interest in, in airplanes and whatnot. I just like to fly. Okay, so that too then, um, at the back of my head, what motivates me to really do well is really what grade I need to get to uni because, yeah, that is the next step, right? So, and when it comes to uni, because I had that process of elimination one after the other and it reaffirms me that I'm approaching nearer, for university application, when I get my sleep, I know that I can apply for NU, uh, NUS architecture. We have six options for you to put in, right? What are the courses you uh, want? Mm. I put in only one. <laughs> NUS architecture. For sign, put in envelope, submit, pay, <laughs> pay the admission fees. And then I asked my friend, hey, I uh, just put in a new architecture. Then my friend said, "Ah, oh, you got six options there. Eh. Then like, if you don't get that architecture, then how? Then like, oh yeah. <laughs> and, and to think about it, it's really not not easy to get to NUS, right? By the way, so no, I was, you can oh, no. bus, uh, train to NUS. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
yeah, yeah. <laughs> to take bus, to take train, right? Yeah, and yes, I was yes. like, oh no. So I, I was looking at it, what, how to edit your application. <laughs> and then you have to pay another fee, right? And I'm like, oh no, the process is very, very tedious. So what I did was to just hope and pray. <laughs> and luckily enough, right, Um, the letter of us, uh, I, I didn't, okay, I, I got panicked a while because all my friends who applied for architecture got for interviews. I didn't get for an interview. <laughs> but all I get is a letter of acceptance saying, congratulations, you're accepted to your architecture. So right, my friends, right. sometimes, right, you just attract what you really want uh, instead of you chasing for it. Yeah, you just got to do it. So process of elimination really helps for me. Um, and I truly understand, you know, when I speak to my peers, when they are, when I ask them, even when they're in architecture school, they still do not know whether they want to do architecture. So the, the reason being because, you know, they have not narrowed down all the options and they have not reasoned out why they do not want to do this, why they don't want to do that. They just feel like, mm, maybe not right, mm, maybe not right, but you have to take some time to reason out and be true to yourself why that is actually not working for you. Yeah. So sometimes you need to be very authentic and really uh, yeah. tell yourself the harsh reality. Yeah, this is just not for me. And reason out is because yeah, I just don't like mathematics or you know I I yeah. can't see myself doing this. Yeah, so I just uh, eliminate. Yeah. So sometimes it's not really about uh, finding, but it's about eliminating with the options that you're given uh, with the with the things that are given the choices that you have at, at the moment. Yeah, precisely. That's the point. Yeah. All right, fantastic. Thank you so much, Wazdi, for oh, it's been a long but very insightful uh, conversation. And uh, and we we learned so much, right, from uh, just mm-hmm. this conversation about, you know, um, the thought process about how you actually, I, I guess that you're not just an opportunist, opportunist, but also like a person who is obsessed about opportunities, <laughs> right, of how you can maximize it to the full potential, right? Uh, and yeah, and so much uh, to learn and so much to model itself, right, for, especially for some of us out there who might still be you know in the uh, early phases i would call it the freshman phases of uh the work life where you are just graduating and just getting uh your first job itself right sometimes you need to be able to you know go out there put yourself out there know your currency uh, take action okay and uh I'll go through that process of elimination in order for you to find the right opportunity that will come uh, in surface, you know, it will expose yourself itself to you in front of you, uh, if you do the right things. And uh, you know, sometimes it's also about you know, um, having faith, right? Uh, doing so yeah. much, going, doing so much, but also letting go a little bit and see what life gives you, right? Yeah. So, uh, if there's one uh, last, what is one advice that you have, right, for someone who is just graduating, someone who is yeah. just entering into the world of work, what is one a life hack or one strategy or tip that you can give them? Um, I would say firstly is to wake up <laughs> <laughs> yeah because really you know you know once you you're in that bubble right that safety net you know you're, you're still you were spoon fed during your, your, your college days for example then when you want to approach the working world it's really a different ball game right so number one is to really wake up and understand that hey enough enough of playtime enough of you know all that fun and laughters it's not to really no. understand because your decision right now will affect um you know your, your life really right you know if your your goals is really to be rich then you have to start to plan out early if your goal is to really you know be creative then you have to start now so wake up right uh and and wake up also means something right so w <laughs> i still have this okay <laughs> it's just start at the back of my head so w is really yeah, you need to find your willingness right you talk about passion just now so your willingness like yeah. what is it that yeah. you're willing to do 
and even when you know no one is asking you to do it so, right and then a is of course your attitude right you need to be attuned because i seen a lot of people in fact last week i just met my gc friend all right and yeah. his attitude is so different Okay, right now, and he's more objective right now. Previously, he was the social butterfly. Hey guys, what's happening? Right now, he's very like very objective, very clear what he wants. Uh, he's in analytics, so maybe that's changing. Right, so you need to know that. <laughs> and so analyze, he, yeah, yeah, he analyzes his own behavior. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, so uh, so attitude is really important. If you have to change your attitude, it may not be drastic. Maybe the environment will change your attitude, but you must understand that you have to have the right attitude for the kind of. Uh, environment that you're in right and k right so k what 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 is it means for is just keep going right just keep going um because you know if one month two months three months you don't get any response from uh, the company that you want just keep going right um you're still young uh of course young is subjective <laughs> but that you're still fresh right what, what Ritz mentioned you're freshman right so you're still fresh you keep going and and, and, and what are the chances of you to hit to another opportunity? It's really high if you keep going. But if you stay still, you're just there, you know, you stay there, oh, things attract, attract, attract. But if you don't do anything, take action, then it's, it's not going to happen. You need to keep right? going. Mm. Yeah. So E, right? So wake, right? <laughs> so so E <laughs> is, is, is to really, um, uh, to, to, to empower, right? And I think this empowering uh, is really, it really involves about what you tell yourself. So don't be negative. Don't say that, oh, you're not good enough. So be empowering. Just choose empowering words. All right. And then uh, you, you, right? So um, so uplift yourself. Find ways on how you can actually, you know, uh, in times of business, in times of all this chaos, your peers doing this, you're doing that. Find ways on how you can actually be happy by yourself. You know, currently we have a lot of, you know, mental health issues on the rise always important to take care of yourself because if you're not taking care of your own health then you can forget about your 10 years dream or 15 years long dream whatever, right <clears throat> and p lastly is progression yeah and then this is something that i'm also learning um and that is you know you have to constantly develop either your skills your 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 you have to develop your skills your attitude your your career path uh, as you move along the years, because if you stay stagnant, if you do, if you if you're not relevant, then it'll be very very mm. challenged for you. Yeah. The idea right now is to always be relevant with the times, the ever changing times. And technology is on the rise right now; they're developing at a very fast rate. So if you're not keeping yourself updated, if you're not progressing with the times, then it's going to be very challenging for you. So, wake up. <laughs> <laughs> nice, 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 nice summary. So. <laughs> We yeah, start yeah. off by the having the willingness, right? And then uh, with the with the willingness, the attitude might come naturally, right? So yeah. and uh, and uh, as you go through life itself, you need to keep on going, right? So you need to keep on going. You need to empower yourself so that you can uh, elevate and uplift yourself, right? Yeah. And uh, always be a better version of yourself by progression itself. Be a better oh. version of yourself every single day, or be yeah. a better person today than the person you were yesterday itself, right? So That's that right. you can keep on going itself. Right. Thank you so much, guys. Right for your time, your presence. Right, and uh, it's so much uh, wisdom over here. I think that um, what we can do itself. I think I learned so much, but I'm sure that the listeners would have had their own version of what they learned itself. Yeah. So I mm -hmm. think that it's time for you listeners out there. All right. I think that you know to go back and think about you know what were one or two insights, what were two aha moments that you had in this conversation. 
right, that you could immediately start to apply? What is one action that you can start to apply so that, you know, you keep on going in order for you to progress in life itself? So think about it. And uh, what you can also do is to also uh, tell us what you felt, what was the one insight or one thing that you learned from this podcast, right, that uh, impacted you, right? Um, and uh, uh, please, like. Uh, uh, you can uh, share with us your comments, okay? Any of the insights that you have on our Instagram and our Instagram, okay? It's um, uh, it's just follow again. The handle is at it's legit, right? Uh, Instagram at it's legit itself. So share with us what are your thoughts itself, right? And um, and so thank you very much again, uh, Fazli, for your time itself, right? Um, are there any last things that you would like to shout out, maybe, okay, to our listeners over here? <laughs> um, not much but uh, I think the very fact that you're here listening to Legit uh, that yeah. really means that you are taking the first step forward to really understand um, you know your 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 your, your decision that you're going to make in life so thank you so much for watching Legit uh, and we wish you well stay safe and all the best <laughs> I look forward to connecting with you again alright on the next episode alright thank yeah. you